27 of Chaf Zayin Av, Tzadik, his conversations, 539. He said it is a very good thing to constantly ask Tzadikim to make redemptions for us, not only when we have a particular problem. He spoke about a number of people in Hungary who made it a regular thing to request redemptions all the time. He said that if he had a Tzadik who was on a level to make a redemption for him, he would ask him to make him a redemption every day and every moment. He spoke about this a great deal, for redemptions are something very great. 540. Regarding the visions seen by the great Sadiqim, he said that in the upper worlds, when they want to send someone some kind of vision, they clothe him with eyes to be able to see what they want him to see, be it the soul of a dead person, an angel, and so on. It is written, The eyes of God are to the Tzadikim. Psalms 34.16 The Rebbe explained this to mean that the Tzadikim have the eyes of God, as it were, and this is why they can see such things with the eyes of God that they have. I heard the Rebbe say, 541, I heard the Rebbe say that the blessings people get from men of stature and importance are something very precious. It is very good to try to get blessings from all of them. 542, he said, It is very good to see the faces of all the tzaddikim of the generation, for the tzaddikim are the face of the Shekhinah. Zohar 2, 163. His wisdom, 260. The Rebbe once emphasized the importance of longing and thirsting for the holy. Even if you are not worthy of actual fulfillment, the yearning itself is good. This has already been discussed at length. See his wisdom number 12, number 14, and number 155. The Rebbe brought a proof for this from a law in the Shulchan Aruch, Orachayim 62.4. If you are in an unclean place and cannot recite the Shema, you should at least think it in your heart. The commentaries, Magen Avraham 62.2, explain that you should think you must recite the Shema and be upset by your inability to do so. You then receive a reward for this, Parisha. Even though you cannot actually complete an observance, the yearning and longing is still very precious. The Aleph Bet book, the Sabbath, B. 1. Studying Torah, giving tithes, and observing Shabbat provide material benefits as well. 2. A person who is accustomed to cursing will lack clothing for Shabbat. 3. When a city's inhabitants are careful not to walk beyond the Shabbat limit from the city's edge, meat will sell cheaply there. 4. By keeping Shabbat, a person draws upon himself the light of Mashiach. Repentance also has this power. 5. A person who observes Shabbat is like a son who apologizes to his father and is given everything he wants. Such a person can also decree and the Holy One will give him what he wants. In addition, the reward he enjoys for his good deeds is drawn against his earnings, whereas the principle remains intact for him to enjoy in the Moran 2, lesson number 24. 1. It is a great mitzvah to be happy all the time, and to prevail with all one's might to push away depression and sadness, and to be only joyful at all times. Joy is a cure for all kinds of illnesses, since all kinds of maladies, may God save us, result from depression and melancholy. A person must enlist all types of strategies to keep himself happy, and in most cases he will need to resort to silliness, as explained elsewhere. Even though brokenheartedness is also a very good quality, a person should be brokenhearted for only a fixed hour every day. 
when he breaks his heart and expresses himself before God in Hidbodidut, as explained in our writings. The rest of the day, however, he should be joyful. The reason for this is that it is much easier and more likely that a person will slip from broken-heartedness into melancholy then it is likely that he will stumble through being happy and therefore slip into some improper form of levity, God forbid. Therefore, a person should be happy all the time, and he should be broken-hearted for only a designated hour each day. Lesson number 25. 1. Hitbodidut is a highly beneficial practice, and it is a most correct and straight pathway for drawing close to God. Each person must set aside a certain amount of time during the day when he will express himself before God in the language that is commonly spoken, which in our lands is Yiddish. For native English speakers, of course, the language would be English. This is because in the language which, which a person speaks all the time, it is much easier for him to express himself fully and to speak out his whole heart before God, be it regret and repentance over the past, or requests and supplications that he should merit to truly draw close to God from that day on. And if he is unable to speak before God at all, then he should cry out and plead with God about this fact itself, that he has grown so very far from God that he cannot even speak before him. He should beseech God with pleas for compassion and supplications, that he should take pity on him and open his mouth until he can express himself before him. Thus, each person, in accordance with what he knows to be his own heart's wounds, and with how very far he is from God, should converse with him and tell him everything. The enormous exaltedness of this practice is beyond all description and measure, since this practice surpasses all else, and it encompasses all areas of divine service. This is because through this practice a person can attain every good in this world and in the world to come. For anything can be accomplished through prayer and supplications, and all the great tzaddikim reach their levels solely through this practice. Furthermore, a person who thinks intelligently about this matter will understand on his own the enormous benefit of this practice. Fortunate is he who merits to set for himself a designated hour for his bodhidut each and every day, and the rest of the day he will be joyous. 2. It is also good to make prayers out of Torah lessons. See this lesson in Lakutei Moharan and understand what is written Rabbi Nachman's there. stories. The thief. They agreed. However, the poor man began to think, If we steal here, we will impoverish our victim. When I was alone, I would only steal enough for a coat for my wife. But now we will steal very much, and the victim will remain without anything. Why should we make a fellow Jew suffer a loss, he said to the other, Better let us steal from a Gentile. They agreed to this and decided to steal from the king who lived in that city. The poor man was sure that he would be successful since that was his destiny. The thief said, The best thing to steal would be the outfit the king wore at his coronation. This is so valuable that it would suffice us for many generations. I know where these clothes are kept. The poor man agreed. He was sure that he would be able to steal them, since this was his destiny. They went to the palace, and went from one room to another, and finally came to the garments. The garments were very precious. Letters, and Year 1, letter number 211. As I already wrote you, I found out that the letter that I sent you with Reb Chaim Nassen was already opened in Bartnik. 
It was Rabbi Yaakov Stromwasser who told this to Rabbi Shmuel Weinberg. It seems to me that you know this Rabbi Yaakov. Therefore, you must be sure to discuss this matter with him as soon as possible. Maybe you can persuade him to tell you where the letter is. If it is possible to recover the letters, you should certainly do everything you can to get them. And keep me posted about your efforts. We believe that God is supervising everything, and everything is surely for the best. While it took a great deal of time and effort until I was able to send those letters, God is certainly behind everything. His thoughts are wondrous, and His wisdom is very great. A person can see God's miracles in everything, every day, aside from what we believe that the miracles occur daily. It is impossible for a person to understand anything that is happening around him, for God's thoughts are very deep. Ashrenu, how fortunate we are to have seen and heard all this. The Rebbe would frequently say that we really know nothing, and that his ignorance was even more unique than his knowledge. See Tzaddik number 112, number 283, and number 341. It is impossible to explain all this in writing because each person will understand it differently according to his own perceptions. Through God's enormous compassion, the Rebbe also placed in us this awesome teaching, which every single one of us needs every day through all the setbacks in the world. For he concluded there by saying, even when it comes to you people and to wherever each one of you has fallen, there is a phenomenon whereby a thing undergoes a complete and total transformation and becomes something else entirely. See Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, number three. In other words, God's greatness is unfathomable and people know nothing at all. Thus, there is hope for our final outcome, even for the worst of all people. The main thing is that a person never give up crying out and pleading. Tzaddik, number 565. Remember all this every day. I had not intended to write you about all this now, but your enormous desire and your good heart's burning for the truth compelled me. May God illuminate your eyes and the eyes of all those who desire the truth, so that my words of truth enter their hearts. For these words are extremely awesome, beyond all estimation. The words of your Father, looking forward to rejoicing over you in this world and the next, eternally. Reb Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 461, with thanks to God, Monday, Masay, 5604, Uman. Warm greetings to my honored and beloved friend, whom I love heart and soul, the learned, illustrious Reb Ephraim. May his light shine. You should know, my friend, that, praise God, I held the wedding for my son, may he live. And thank God, everything went as it should have. I arrived here on Friday, Erev Shabbat Korach. I cannot describe to you in writing the enormous anguish and uncertainty I experienced in connection with the building of the roof. But God's counsel has emerged, and it was decided to tear out the original roof completely. This is indeed what we did, and we have begun, with God's help, to build a totally new roof. You cannot imagine the enormous trouble and pain that this project is causing me, particularly because of its enormous cost. There are no workers available for hire, and it is necessary to give them more than two gold pieces per day. Wood, too, is extremely expensive, and right now I have absolutely no idea what to do. Praise God, we have almost finished setting the beams over the actual study hall. They have not yet fixed the lattice work between the larger beams, though, and they are not available for purchase at all, even for a high price.
Shingles are also not for sale, and we have not even begun working on your father's house. May his light shine. God willing, I intend to start building the roof over your father's house tomorrow. We do not even have the wood that we need, though, let alone the latticework, tiles, and workers. And if it is possible with great effort to find them, they are extremely expensive. The cost of everything is extremely high, and I have no idea what to do. I raise up my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? I do not have any time, either. The final word is, for God's sake, try with all your might to collect money however you can. When I arrived here, before tearing out the original roof, they told me in your name that you promised to help from Kermenshug with the sum of twenty new rubles. Reb Avraham Ber, may he live, also promised to make an appropriate contribution from there. I was relying on this when I had the original roof torn out and took on the burden of an enormous expense such as this. Be sure now not to go back on your word, and send at least the aforementioned sum. If there is not sufficient time to send it immediately, be certain at least to bring it with you when you come to Cherin for this coming Shabbat Nachamu, for I intend to come there at that time with God's help. Be sure to come there too with the money. Otherwise, I do not know how we will finish the building, and God forbid that we should abandon the project in the middle. One only encourages those who are motivated to act on their own, and especially when it comes to a project such as this. I am confident that you will carry out my words at once. Salvation is in God's hands. Praise God. I have a great deal to say orally and in writing about the great and awesome exaltedness of building the Holy Study Hall, and I hope to God that you will see and hear what I have to say about this. See Likutei Halachot, Mincha, 7, 69-71 Your eyes will see and your heart rejoice. Just fortify yourself mightily to have a large share in this and to contribute some really significant help. The one who gets others to do charity is greater than the one who actually does it. May God repay your deed and may He help you and save you in everything in which you need to be saved. For He saves abundantly. The words of your true friend, eternally, extremely busy and waiting to see you soon in joy. May you merit to carry out all the above and God will finish well for you. Shemot HaTzadikim Rabbi Yosei Minahar Bul Rabbi Yosei Demin Kisri Rabbi Yosei Hamabusi Rabbi Yosei HaKoin Rabbi Yosei Ishk Fargufta Rabbi Yosei Barchanan Rabbi Yosei Ben Chanania Rabbi Yosei Barnatan Rabbi Yosei Mada'a Rabbi Yosei Berei de Rabbi Tanchum de Kfar Agun Rabbi Yosei Di Romia Yosei Ben Menashia Rabbi Yosei Ben Gazira Rabbi Yosei Bar Eli, Rabbi Yosei Bar Rav Choni, Rabbi Yosei Reisha, Rabbi Yosei Ben Elisha, Rabbi Yosei Bar Chama, Rabbi Yosei Dikfardan, Rabbi Yosei Bar Simon, Yosei Ben Sima, Rabbi Yesa in the Zohar, Abba Yosei Hatorati, Abba Yosei Chali Kufri Ishtivon, Abba Yosei Ben Chanan Ish Yerushalayim, Abba Yosei Ben Yochanan Ish Yanoach, Abba Yosei HaMechuzi, Abba Yosei HaChuram, Abba Yosei HaChorani, Abba Yosei Ben Abba, Abba Yosei Ben Dustai, Yosef Achiv Shel Yishmael Ben Kimchit Kohen Gadol, Yosef Ben Elim Mitzipori Kohen Gadol, Yosef Katnuta, Yosef Chafni, Yosef Ben Simai, Rav Yosef Tziruna, Yosef Ben Paksas, 
Yosef Mokir Shabe, Yosef Bar Rabbi Yehoshua Ben Levi, Rav Yosef Bered Rav Menashe Mi Davil, Rav Yosef Bar Ami, Rav Yosef Bar Chanina, Rav Yosef Barav Nechunya, Yosef Bar Chunai, Yosef Bar Chanin, Rav Yosef Bar Manyumi, Rav Yosef Bar Avdimi, Rav Yosef Bar Chavu, Yosef Bar Rabba Bar Barchana, Rabbi Yosef Ben Avin, Rabbi Yosef Bar Zavida, Yosef Hakoin, Rabbi Yosef Bar Rabbi Eli, Rav Yosef Stam Ben Rabbi Chia, Rav Yosef Bar Abba, Rav Yosef Bar Chama, Rav Yosef Bereder Rava, Rabbi Yosef Bar Rabbi Shemaya, Rav Yosef Bereder Rav Salah Chasida, Rav Yosef Bereder Rav Shmuel, Rav Yosef Mibei Chatum, Rav Yosef Bar Dosai, Abba Yosef Habanai, Abba Yosef Bar Chanan, Yustai Bar Two, Prayer Number Thirty Nine on the Kutei Moharan Two Seventy Eight. I beseeched Hashem at that time, saying, Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For who is like God in heaven and earth? Who will perform acts like your acts and in accordance with your might? Allow me to go forward now. Allow me to see the good land on the other side of the Jordan, this good mountain, and the Lebanon. Master of the universe, you who are filled with compassion, you are gracious to those who do not deserve your graciousness. You have compassion on those who do not deserve your compassion. You perform undeserved kindness in every generation. You have performed vast kindnesses collectively and individually in every generation. Until now, your compassion has helped us and your kindness has not abandoned us. You have given even me, lowly and wretched as I am, vast kindnesses and favors without measure, limit, or number. If my mouth were filled with song like the sea and my tongue with melody like the multitude of its waves, I would not manage in all of my days to thank you, praise you, beautify you, and bless and sanctify your name. I could not thank, praise, or tell a thousandth, a millionth, or a billionth of the many tremendous favors, miracles, wonders, and acts of undeserved kindness that you have performed on my behalf from my beginning until this day. What shall I say, and how shall I speak? With what will I come before God? How shall I bow before the Most High God? Of which treasury of unearned gifts that you have given me will I speak first? Every kindness that you have performed with me, a sinner and blemished person, is a treasury filled with unearned gifts. In your vast kindness you have strengthened me to yearn for your faith, and you have given me the privilege of being among your chosen servants, the people of Israel. At all times you help us seize a number of good points from this transient world. In your compassion, you help me engage in some Torah learning and prayer, fulfill a number of mitzvot, and separate myself from a number of sins every day and every moment. You help me refrain from going in the counsel of the wicked, standing on the path of the sinners, and sitting in the meeting place of the scorners. At every moment, you place within me yearning, longing, and pining for you and for joining those wholehearted people who fear you. How vast is the goodness that you have performed on my behalf, amid all your people of Israel. You have given us good and precious gifts that were hidden in your treasure house from the beginning. Then Moses, the Savior and Teacher, the faithful one of your house, brought us the beloved hidden Torah, whose delights are daily and to which nothing can be compared. All of your desirable things cannot equal it. You have done much, Hashem, my God, with all of Israel and with each individual in particular, 
every day. Your wonders and thoughts are for our sake. No one compares with you. I would tell and speak them, but they are too many to recount. Regarding all of these, may your name be blessed, elevated, and uplifted. Our King, we will always and forever thank you and recount your praise for our lives that are given over into your hand and for our souls that are deposited with you. We will do the same for your miracles that are with us every day and for your wonders and benefits at every moment, evening, morning, and afternoon. You are good, and your compassion has not ceased. You are compassionate, and your kindness has not ended. We have always hoped in you. May we reach the land of Israel. And now I have come to you, Hashem our God and God of our fathers, you who are always filled with kindness that we do not deserve. Graciously endow me from the treasury of unearned gifts. Help me make my way to the land of Israel quickly, swiftly, and speedily this year. Perhaps I will receive holiness and purity from the ten types of holiness contained there, so that from now on I will truly return to you and sanctify and purify myself from now and forever and truly attain the fear of heaven. Attaining an unearned gift. Master of the world, I cannot speak or raise my face. I come like a poor person at the door, guilty, sinning and offending, requesting and begging with a confused mind and a stuttering tongue for an unearned gift alone. I come to you in the might and merit of the great Sadiqim, who arrived in the land of Israel after many obstacles, who delved and drew forth the treasury of unearned gifts for all people in the world. In their merit and might alone, you have helped me come to you, even now, to request and seek an unearned gift, so that you will graciously grant me gifts from the treasury of unearned gifts, which stands open before the holy tzaddikim. From that treasury, graciously give me your vast compassion and great kindness. Help me obey your rules and guard your mitzvot from now and forever. Help me, guide me, and teach me the way, path, and counsel to quickly, swiftly, and speedily pass by and leap over all of the impediments, controversies, and commotions that prevent me from coming to the land of Israel. May I overcome obstacles due to finances or any other factor, in particular, all obstacles of the mind. May I break and nullify all of them very quickly, so that I will speedily set forth and come to the land of Israel. May I come there in peace and draw unto myself complete holiness, purity, and awe from all of the ten types of holiness incorporated into the land of Israel, which correspond to the ten statements with which you created your world. Those ten statements contain and conceal the ten commandments, which encapsulate the Holy Torah, all of the ten statements are ten types of holiness composed of the holy types of awe. You are the mighty, awesome, and majestic master of the world. Grant me all of these types of holiness and awe so that I will return to you in truly complete repentance and truly serve you in fear and love to learn and teach, to guard and do, and lovingly uphold all of the words of your Torah.